0: And I always wait until I see like the little eye pop up with the zero yeah. right by it. That's yeah. how I know when we're live for sure now. So it, it doesn't do it to understand. Yeah. Yeah. But, all right, guys. You know the drill. You know who it is. It's your boy Sean Christopher Jenkins, aka Dr. J, and our other boy right here, Justin Lee Howell, aka Einstein. We're back at it again. I got a treat for you guys today. All right. So just uh, been a message that's been dwelling and bumbling in my bosom <laughs> there's been a message that's been on my heart and in my spirit and just in my core core for a long time right and i've been holding back on you guys and it has to do with the scripture verse you see in the title isaiah 45 verse 2. um but i've seen a few quotes uh that sparked my interest in like this topic that i about to share with you guys today we're going to focus on that verse uh, isaiah 45 2 when it comes to this so this is really considered a verse of the day on my playlist on my youtube channel but anyways let's just get to it so like there's certain quotes that i love quotes if you know anything about me if you watch my youtube channel and you uh you know i have a quotes of a day playlist and then on most of all my social media platforms i post a lot of quotes and bible verses and stuff like that but anyways like here goes some quotes that really bless my soul so i'm gonna share it with you guys one quote was trust god to make it right those areas you've been made wrong in, right Another quote is, the guy who made all things right is making all things right for you, right? And then another quote is, one day God will make all things right. He will turn this upside down world right side up, right? (laughs) And then another quote is, one day God will make every, he will right every wrong. Yeah, one day God will right every wrong, right? So I saw quotes like that and it was sparking something in me, man. Like, cause it just sparked, you know, it sparked something in me that, you know, God will make a way for you. You Know, God will make everything right that's in your life. Like so many people being taken advantage of, so many people's being hurt and abused. That's really the right term. Abused, like they're in situations that they feel stuck, that they can't move out of, and they became complacent about it. They settled in their situation. Instead of trusting that God can break them through the chains that are holding them, right? And so that verse that we're about to talk about today, Isaiah 45, too, talks about that. So just in case you don't watch the whole entire video, here goes another quote for you guys. You know, justice will be served to those who have done wrong and God sees it all and God will make everything right. Right. So this is the whole point of the video. We're going to prove with Isaiah 45 too, that God will make everything right. Justice will be served. All right, guys, you know, the drill. You make sure to uh, go to our social. Justin, did you want to say anything before we get into it? Did that that spark anything in you? you, Are you ready for Isaiah 45
1: too? Like, man, it was related to one verse we were talking about in a previous video that we did Isaiah Like, both of those are powerful stuff because, man, you just get the imagery of, like, into battle. You get the imagery that God is leading you through these justices because if we lean on God for to be able to overcome our that's justice being served everyone wants justice being served we live in a world where injustice if we take it into our own hands sometimes that can just be straight up revenge like we feel like we deserve like we feel that strong about it because we don't like the wrongs to go about being righted like that's what god brings us he writes the wrong so i'm i'm excited to talk about this one just Sean does a great job like really pulling this imagery out, really drawing the power out of these two is a good one to
0: start with. Man, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm trying to see my live on Facebook and it says I'm not live. So I gotta figure out why. No. I'm not live. good. Yeah. Come on, man. Live on the live stream to the Facebook. Yeah, just Facebook. I mean, it does that sometimes on Facebook. And that's why I had to like log in, log out, um, to make sure I always go live on all of them, but it's okay. Anyways, let's keep on going, guys. So I always gotta do this at the beginning of the video. It's protocol now. So uh here go all my social media platforms. Make sure to go to all my platforms. I post I have I think I have the best social media pages ever. Like my Instagram, Twitter, Snap, TikTok, like check those out for sure man my Facebook page as well and then also just DM me or Justin on our social media platforms, specifically like our Facebook or Instagram um because yeah just uh DM us if you got any questions if you want want us to do a video on a Bible verse or, or or on a photo that really touched you you want us to do a video on that or if you got any questions in the Bible yeah hit us up with that all right so here goes my YouTube channel again All right. And so on my YouTube channel, what Justin was referring to is a video we did uh, on Isaiah 49, verse 11 through 12. So this video sort of ties in with that. So you guys make sure to watch this video because, yeah, like it's the parallel parallelism is crazy. All right. And so I I titled, uh, I'm putting this video in this playlist uh, called Verses of the Day. So this is where I take a Bible verse and I just break it down and share imagery and just. focus on that bible verse just one verse mainly all right so that's that's that playlist so all my sermons bible studies and animations anything like that will be on there so all right yeah let's get to it and then just justin's youtube channel as well make sure to subscribe to his youtube channel and then his facebook page as well befriend him on there and befriend me on mine too all right so let's get to it guys all right so um let's talk about we're going to talk about isaiah 45 verse 2. so we're just going to read it and this is going to be like the basis point of everything that we're going to be going at for this video right so i got all like all like the different bible versions uh just in case so we can see it in different ways for isaiah 45 verse 2. so the king james read uh i will go before thee and make the crooked places uh crooked places straight i will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron right and so then in the new international version reads i will go before you and level the mountains i will break Gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. All right. So, for this video, I'm going to be talking about and breaking down the bronze, the gates of bronze and the bars of iron and just the overall context of Isaiah 45. So, yeah, when you get time, just read the other verses as well, other translations on it to get like a real good understanding of what this text is talking about. So, all right, Joseph, I'll let you go ahead and take it, man. Where you want to go. You know me, I, I always like to find the historical context for
1: these verses. It's uh one of the versions even says who he's talking to in verse two. He's and like man, Cyrus was a king. Cyrus was from uh uh me was was leading him, even though uh, um from the outside Cyrus doesn't look like a king that would be a follower of God or the like like he he was no King David, he was no um like he was was more on the pagan side than anything, but man, it just really shows that God things with anyone, anyone He chooses. Like a friend of mine said, he doesn't uh he doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. So he's called on Cyrus for this. Uh, man, I'm just gonna I'm gonna jump straight into like the second part of it. I'll break down gates of bronze. He was a king. Like God was using Cyrus as a tool to. Um, His people forward, and to do that, he had to conquer other kingdoms, he had to face off against separate. And to do that, like like a lot of cities just had fortresses, they had walls, they had complex structures to keep people, people out in centuries. So, to say that God is bronze like to cut through bars of iron that's more than just some image like this. This was something that connected to Cyrus personally and for anyone who was in that so god was god's not just um saying oh yeah i'm tougher than he was telling cyrus he was going to allow him him to conquer kingdoms man in order for his his king for god's kingdom not like any regular physical kingdom that's cyrus's kingdom specifically I think that's just power. I think that's something we have to understand. Just recognize the power of it, because uh, God wasn't just making Cyrus a strong man like uh, Samson. He can make anyone a conqueror. Like I, I love all the quotes Sean was using at the beginning. It shows that everything is in God's timing. Everything is with God's power. In the verse, it's talking about how God is taking hold. Of Cyrus's hand. That's showing like God. There's so many layers to that. It shows that God is, is um, God is leading Cyrus. So we have to recognize like where this power comes from. Like there are too many rulers who have been anointed by God, but then they try to. In First Samuel, uh, um, maybe chapter fifteen or sixteen. I told Samuel that Saul, King Siam, and let and he was like for a while. Saul was a conqueror. He he conquered the kingdoms, the cities that opposed him in order to push. But then Saul disobeyed him. He tried to go a separate way. He tried to save the valley for himself. He got greedy, and that's when he lost the night man that got trans in became king david but it just shows and i don't know cyrus but i do know like cyrus at this time was being led by god and he wasn't going to
0: yeah. you know man like with this verse like there's so much there with isaiah 45 2. in the context i was trying to do you know god making a crooked path straight Uh, Making the crooked path straight and stuff like that. So in order to really understand it and get a good good grasp of what it's talking about You really got to focus on the bronze and the iron. Like what is bronze? What does bronze symbolize in the Bible? That's a question you should be asking and what does bars of iron symbolize? You know what's made of iron that's bars and chains and stuff, right? It's a lot of stuff, right and then (laughs) gates of brass like their gates was made of bronze in the ancient time periods And then they will use iron to uh to like sharp to strengthen the bronze and to keep the door intact and stuff like that the gates so yeah i'm gonna talk about stuff like that so gates of brass and bronze right so brass is bronze right so the verse we're talking about is isaiah 45 verse 2 i will go before thee and make the crooked places straight i will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut and sunder the bars of iron so i'm gonna focus on the brass and the bronze right now so brass and bronze the gates of brass and bronze is talking about physical and spiritual bears that have denied someone to not enter into a good place right so just that alone I'm gonna go I'm gonna run with that the whole video just about right because that's literally what we're talking about right so bronze and scripture verses represent judgment that's what it symbolizes, right especially like in the tabernacle so um before I even get to that so in scripture, you know, bronze is used as a symbol to show what is firm, stubborn, strong, or enduring, right? And then also bronze represents sin. So like a good example is uh, at the tabernacle, uh, there was a bronze labor that the priests had to wash their hands and wash their uh, bodies in, in, the you know, in, in the process of washing. They couldn't even wash themselves. They had to have somebody else with them, right? Right. Um, which is powerful because that symbolized Jesus washing away our sins. Like we can't wash away our sins ourselves and stuff like that. And so in the process of them being cleansed uh, before they went to the tabernacle and I think even after they came out, um, their faces were looking into the water. So it symbolized, uh, it was a mirror also, like their mirrors back in the ancient time periods was made of bronze. So fun fact. So the bronze was so like, perfect basically uh in for the bronze and labor right before you enter into the tabernacle uh that they could see themselves through you know through the the bronze and labor so it was a reflection so this the that just that alone the bronze labor symbolized you know self-judgment and self-introspection just examining yourself like the scripture verses say right so you're cleansing yourselves and you're getting yourselves ready before you enter into the tabernacle tabernacle before you enter into God's presence, so you're making yourself clean, right? Make sure you're clean, and that goes back to all the videos me and Justin have been doing on Revelations 21, 22. You know that we need to uh we need to be prepared for Jesus' coming, so we need to make sure we're ready for when He comes, and we're anticipating His coming so much that we don't come, we don't, uh we're not going to be caught off guard, but we know that the time is at hand, the time is near, you know, and all that stuff, right? So. When God shows his anger over a city, it means that there will be unanswered prayer, right? And you're gonna experience God's wrath. So God's wrath and God's anger is talking about God's judgment, which is again is bronze, right? And so then also bronze, it kind of imitates and can be mistaken for gold. Like I used to do that all the time, and I still do it, you know. I always mistake bronze for gold sometimes, right? So it because it shines like gold, but it's not gold, so it's a fake. It's deceiving, and it imitates the real thing. You get that? So uh, when you expect it closer, you come closer to bronze, you see that it's bronze. So it's true nature can be seen. So that's powerful right there in and of itself because um, sin is deceiving everybody. Like, we think that the grass is greener over here, and when we go over there, we figure out really quick that uh, it's worse over there than it was where we were at before. So... (laughs) And that's for so many people, man. That's what sin does to us. It deceives us. It's, it cons us into thinking that, you know, if we sin and we, we get that sin and we do what we, you know, what we really want to do, it's going to make us happy. And we all figured out that's one thing that's going to satisfy us is Jesus, right? So that's just with bronze, right? So what is iron? So you got anything else, Jess? I'll let you talk about bronze a little bit. You won't. Uh...
1: Uh, she, I did have something, but I was just like sitting back
0: and listening stuff later on why don't you go into what you're gonna say all right yeah i'll talk about bronze and i want to talk about king cyrus too like you did so all right so like with iron so we saw with that scripture verse in isaiah 45 2 uh in the last part it says and cut and sunder the bars of iron this is what god was promising to cyrus so cyrus is the person god was saying i will go before thee god's gonna do it all for him right so what's he gonna do he's gonna cut and sunder the bars of iron that's the second thing he said he's gonna do well, the fourth really. But anyway, so what does iron symbolize, right? So in the Roman Empire, it, it, it was it was represented by iron. So they ruled heartlessly and fearlessly with an iron fist. Like in the scriptures, it said that like they ruled with an iron fist. So this is what the Roman Empire is represented by iron, right? So iron is also a metal and it's used to break other other things, right? It's a destroyer. <laughs> and then I didn't know what this word meant, but all these things are made of iron, what I'm about to tell you. So you got fetters. So fetters is the chains that are around your ankles on your feet. Like when you're in jail and stuff, they put chains on your feet. You see them in their movies all the time, especially like the Hulk, they got Bruce Banner or something, they got them in fetters, like that's going to yeah. do something. I didn't even know what fetters were. Did you know what fetters were? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I've heard of oh, those before. That is the- oh, Okay well justin's a nerd guys so anyways so we got (laughs) we got fetters we got chains and we got handcuffs like all those things are made of iron so they're uh, and so that in in that sense they are instruments of bondage right that's what they symbolize so and then jesus our lord he was nailed to the cross with nails of iron right and then polished iron can look like silver or look like bronze even right especially when it rusts away right if it's rusting away so it imitates the real thing of, you know, silver or iron, right? So, and then the gates were made of bronze. Yeah, in the ancient time period, like I was talking about, their gates were made of bronze, but they are strengthened with iron, right? So thereby the bronze and iron work together as tools of captivity, and the iron strengthens the bronze. So when God was saying, I will go before thee and make the crooked path straight, he, he was promising to Cyrus, I will break the priest. get this visual i gave you a little visual right i will break in pieces the gates of brass right and cut and sunder the bars of iron right so yeah so all right and the scripture verse really paints a picture with this as well It's psalms 107 verse 10 through 12 because you probably feel like this is very relatable at this point right so so psalms 107 verse 10 through 12 says such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron, because they rebelled against the words of the Lord in contempt and contempt the counsel of the most high. Therefore he brought down their heart with labor, they fell down, and there was none to help. Right? And so some people feel like they're in that situation because it's related back to the Israelites. Justin and Terry and I did a video on Friday, it was the introduction to Nehemiah. and We were talking about how the israelites turned their back on god they rebelled against him and disobeyed him so god judged them and they were taken into bondage and captivity so just like them some of you guys are feeling like you're in bondage you're in affliction and you're experiencing iron right and iron only strengthens the bronze the judgment god's wrath right that's what it's symbolizing that's what iron does it just strengthens that right so (laughs) yeah so it's in the bible in romans 3 verse 23 it says for we have all sinned and come short of the glory of god right so that means all of us already are being put in a position of affliction suffering pain i can keep on going right so stubborn sin unforgiveness lack of repentance and unheard i mean and heard heartedness will result in spiritual bondage so so will disobedience in god's word right so satan wants nothing more for all of us to experience a heaven of bronze so that god does not answer our prayers right because i told you before bronze also symbolized unanswered prayer right because you're under god's wrath so why would he listen to somebody that's disobeying them you know that's that's how you know you know god's word if you know you can't just disobey god's word and expect something from him because that was some of his promises to the israel like you just obey my word you're not gonna get my blessings right but some people think they can have a cake and eat it eat it too but anyways All right so we may not be carried away into physical captivity like the israelites were in this time period because of their disobedience and uh their rebellion against god but we can face spiritual bondage right such as addictions demon possession or demon oppression unexplained sickness unanswered prayer i keep on going right so i'll I'll say some more later on in the video but yeah regardless of your bondage you know god has a plan for us right and that's psalms 107 verse 13 to 17 it says that then they cried unto the Lord in their troubles, and he saved them out of their distresses. He brought, he brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and break their bands of in sunder, right? That goes back to that verse we're in right now. Cut in sunders the bars of iron, right? So let's keep on going. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men, for he hath broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron in sunder so gates of bronze and gates of bronze and bars of iron can be destroyed by god and he desires to make us free right but all we gotta do is come to him right so i'll leave it at that and then i'll finish the rest right but yeah guys you can be free from the judgment and the bondage that you're under you know the wrath whatever you want to call it whatever situation that you feel helpless about that you can't do anything about god can do something for you so i'm gonna wait to to get to all that. I'm going to talk about Cyrus in a minute, but I'll let you go ahead, Justin. I know you got something, man.
1: Yeah, I like how you were just talking about bondage as well. Like, that. that's a... I love how you tied in iron bars. Yeah, because the iron bars are used for, like... They can be used as scaffolding to use used as jail cell bars, but we also have to recognize um, we're going to be freed in the way that God wants us to be. Just, just for reference, like Joshua 1 eight, like it says that if we abide in him, it's successful. But what does prosperity and success mean? Like for some people, it's like, no, that's not what God wants. Like man, was Jesus rich? Like he became famous. It was not the popularity anyone would want where you'd get hung up on a cross three years later, the prosperity and success that God is going to deliver for you. If we take the three, five through six, it's, uh, it says, trust in the Lord with all your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. That's talking again, like what Sean was talking about. But it's only if we have depend on God and on God's mindset. He's not going to make us like rich or he's not going to charismatic evangelists and say like, if we believe in God, we're not. Man, a Christian's life is full of suffering like all the time, just like everyone else's. Um, King Solomon recognized that even rich people or terrible people went through pain as well or rich people or good people still went through pain. So we have to recognize bondage. Like, it's sometimes it's not the way we expect God God delivers justice. Sometimes it's not the way we expect it. Like, uh, the justice will they'll receive their comeuppance one day. It might not be how we want it. Some people just uh, can think of people that have wronged them and they just want to run over them with a truck, magically run over over every person that does a bad thing, like man, the earth would be empty. But in a way, they they have to live with their sin. They have to. That's the justice that occurs is that they don't get a relationship with God. They chose a path that wasn't that was crooked, that was defiled from a bondage. Sin from uh, the God has to offer. Cyrus had he had the riches, he had the power, he had plenty of he had God's backing because he was a uh, he was being tailored for God's purpose. He says, I will go before you, like God is leading this. Like if we're letting God lead this as well, like He will make our path straight, but we have to abide in Him and we have to once for. Us. Like we we can't be taking the will. Like it's dangerous to lean on God, trying to find success or happiness through our own routes. Like like Samson, I didn't think of because he had the power of God. I I love that they identified that Samson had the power of God. It didn't say he had the full. He had like the wisdom of God because man he was making. Decisions all around. I, I'm all, all of them just because, like, that's a that's a whole nother story. But you just see, you try to depend on God's power, but you don't let Him take the will. So, so we definitely have to be careful about that. We have that bondage. We do it because we want to live a life that's pleasing to God. We don't break free from the bondage of sin just so we can sin whenever we want to. Again, that's, that's a uh, I can think of several verses that Paul picks out to say what a mistake that is for people to uh, be freed free from the prison, only to like put the shackles or put the fetters back on their own hands and feet—a life, life worth living. So, so, we, when God is breaking or breaking down these bars of iron, like we need to realize that we're free from this. Like we and we, uh, we just live in the love of him and justice and his word
0: yeah. yeah man let's talk about King Cyrus so I uh, just in case anybody doubted that this is talking about King Cyrus um, I mean it's still relatable to us but just talking about King Cyrus right so Isaiah 45 verse 1 to 2 uh, we've been reading verse 2 so I'll just read verse 1 verse 1 says thus said to the Lord to his appointed to Cyrus we're talking about King Cyrus so God is like i said on friday i actually spoiled it on friday god promised a long time ago in the scriptures that he was going to use king cyrus to free the israelites from their captivity their bondage that they were getting and receiving from the syrians first and then the babylonians and then he's going to use king cyrus from persia to get them out of it to bring them back to the land so there, here goes the text so Isaiah 45, verse 1 reads, Thus said the Lord to his appointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holding to subdue nations before him, I will loose the lions of kings to open before him the two-leaf gates, and the gates shall not be shut. All right, so I'm going to talk about the 2 leaves gates, and the gates shall not be uh, shut, because it goes back to this whole entire verse that we're focusing in on, verse 2, I will go before thee, So God would go before Cyrus and make the crooked path straight. So he's going to level the playing field. This is what he's promising. He's going to bring down the – can you look up what the verse was that we did in that video, Isaiah 49, 11 through 12? Um, So me and Justin already did a video on it. But basically in that text, it said that God was going to bring down the mountains and level it with the highways. Or he's going to bring up the highways. Yeah. Yeah, I will turn all my mountains
1: into roads in my house so everything that's high will be lowered
0: everything that's low will be lifted up yeah so this is what god's promising to king cyrus he's like i'm gonna make a way out of nowhere i'm gonna do the impossible what you think that? what you think can't be broken or shattered or stopped i'm gonna change it like this is what god is saying i will make the crooked path straight i will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in center the bars of iron, right? So the Israelites have been taken in captivity by Nebuchadnezzar right from Babylon, right? They were in bondage in Babylon But the Lord raised up King Cyrus to deliver Israel like I said earlier So God would by going before him break the pieces of gates of brass and cut the bars of iron Right. So Cyrus longed to enter into into and take possession of the city of Babylon But why couldn't he he couldn't because there was an obstacle into the entrance right of the city of babylon did y'all know that it had in the city of babylon it had eight massive gates that led into the inner city and then a hundred brass gates inside that is crazy so eight massive gates that led into the inner city and a hundred brass gates inside that is like crazy like i'm like your empire must have been huge to have a 100 brass gates inside Cause you may get through the outside gates, but that's too many dang dope gates and doors, like a hundred brass gates. Just <laughs> how how is God gonna make a way for King Cyrus? That is a great question. Like you guys see how impossible this looks. I hope that was a good visual. So like uh, the name Babylon uh, in Greek or Latin, whatever you wanna call it, but the name Babylon it just means gate of God, right? But lowercase God, cause you ain't they don't serve the real God, right? So Cyrus saw it firmly closed to him with those uh, gates of brass and bars of iron that I was telling you about, right? So these uh, effectually barred all, it it barred all progress. Like it prohibited all progress that he could, because he couldn't achieve the object that he was desiring. Because guys, it was eight gates on the outside, a hundred gates inside. Like, are you kidding me? Like, and then it's made of brass and iron, strengthened with iron, no. So They were continuing, this visual, like just seeing the gates every day, like it was continuing before his eyes. It was too strong for all his weapons of warfare. And unless battered down or broken to pieces, he could not capture the city, right? And I want to paint that picture. You know, many of us, you know, we will identify with this desire that Cyrus had. Like, what are you, and here goes a question for you guys, you know, what are you longing for to happen in your life that is literally impossible? And then the odds are not in your favor. Like. <laughs> There's a longing in our soul for victory, such as the overcoming of addiction or controlling a bad temper or a bad habit. I mean, how many of us got bad habits and you know just toxic situations? We put ourselves in those situations. It'd be different if somebody to, else that put us in those situations. But anyways, we can never find peace, but peace comes from Christ, right? And until you go to him, you're not gonna find it, right? So these are the situations we find ourselves in, right? So yeah, when we pursue uh the victory and we uh yeah i forgot what i was gonna say but anyways let me read my notes but when in pursuing it instead of victory what do we find in the road right and we find grass gates of brass and bars of iron and these are these obstacles stand in the way and block our assets to enjoy you know the desire of you know the breakthrough we're looking for right so and I, I said earlier that you know bronze symbolized unanswered prayer. So a question I have for you guys is an example essentially is do your prayers feel like brass over your heads because they go unanswered at times. Like you it's an impossible situation, you're asking God for help, but help has still yet to come, right? So Jeremiah, I think he used the term, you know, brass, uh gates of brass. You know, my prayers are that because nothing's happening, right? And then another question I have for you guys is. Is it not our own heart itself sometimes a gate of brass, hard, stubborn, and inflexible, right? So sometimes our hearts are hardened, right? And they need to be softened. And I'll give some examples of that later, but I'll give it in a minute. But yeah, so what about other hindrances and enemies of our souls, such as Satan, you know, ourselves even in the world that fight against all that is good or godlike? And may not all these be considered gates of brass, you know, barring out the wish for access into the city. So in addition, there are also bars of iron. You know, the bars, I didn't really say it earlier, but this is what I was trying to say. So the the bar, the gates of brass is talking about judgment, God's wrath, suffering, right? And it's because the consequences of sin, right? And it's a lot of other stuff, right? But gates of iron is talking about the strength and then, of the gates of brass right and prevent and prevent them from breaking down or burst open yeah so these uh, bars of iron strengthen the gates of brass and prevent them from being broken down or burst open right the stronger and harder metal giving firmness and solidity to the softer and weaker one so obviously bronze is weaker than iron I told you iron is a metal used to destroy and break other other metals. And that's what, you know, it does. So bars and iron, this is what it's doing. It's strengthening and preventing us from breaking three, from bursting open and all that stuff. So examples of that is, you know, what's something that how does, and this is a good question for us to break down, Justin. Like, how does bars and iron strengthen the, the judgment that we're under? How does it strengthen the weaker, uh, you know, gates of bronze and stuff like that? And here goes some examples, you know, you know, through backsliding from the Lord. When you backslide from the Lord, you tend to go down rabbit holes and places you could have avoided if you just would have obeyed and continually have faith and never gave up. You know, Galatians 6, 9 said, Do not grow tired and weary and doing good, for at the proper time you reap the harvest. A lot of you guys don't reap the harvest because you give up, right? You're not steadfast and firm in your faith. Like Noah, who built an ark for I think 60 years or something like that. It took 60 years to build an ark, but he didn't give up, right? And so another another uh, bars of iron. What's another example of bars of iron? Uh, doubts and fears, right? And doubts and fears spring out from lack of consistency, you know, or lack of devotedness and neglecting the prey. This is how doubts and fear can be a bar of iron, right? Because it only strengthens the judgment, you know, the uh gates of brass that you're under, right? Uh, unbelieving heart, right? You get you know what I'm saying. So, it's that secret infidelity of a carnal mind. That's that's kind of powerful. But I gotta look what infidelity mm-hmm. is, and then like guilt of right? So, yeah. If you had any examples, you can go ahead, Justin. But like, yeah, I've recently
1: been studying about uh, strongholds as well, and it's man, the, the insecurities or the strongholds that we have for the devil can be like very flimsy. Oh. It's, like, something that's close to our heart. Like, like, it's something to our heart as well. So they can be small things. Like, uh, if you if you feel like you're not wanted, like, you, or if you feel like you're not, uh, those are, those could, there might not be a lot of evidence for that, but those, those are, like, the iron bars in our life. They're the small lies that ourselves that just strengthen those strongholds that we th- we hide that gives us security by making ourselves I don't know defensive or emotionless like we, we think that's our security, but really we're just like numbing ourselves so the devil of how we feel about things. So those iron bars can take like any kind of shape, and we. Ingrained in us, we may not think we have a problem, but they are th- things. Sure about there are things that we grew up with. Like it could be because we thought we weren't good, or, or we need to, or we're judged on the value of our, our jobs or the stuff. That many things that can be the iron bars that strengthen that weak. Those lies are from an outside perspective. Those lies Lies are like flimsy bronze like it there's not a lot of evidence for them but like we can strengthen them and we don't know where that can come from the devil
0: mm-hmm. yeah so i'm actually live on facebook now justin i don't know why why we're just not live but anyways um so just in case you're just now tuning in guys we're breaking down and focusing in on isaiah 45 five two essentially which reads, "I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces against the gates of brass and cut in center the bars of iron." And like me and Justin were talking about, God was promising to King Cyrus, you know, "I'm gonna make a way for you." So we just talked about how, uh, in Babylon, who had the Israelites in captivity, God's people, right? Um, God was promising to use King Cyrus to break through an impossible situation, a situation. That was not in his favor and we're talking about a king with a large army and a powerful army this was when the persian army was becoming the world power and about to take out the world power yeah, that has been the world power for a long time that had the israelites in captivity the babylonians right so uh one question i have for you guys you know just applying this to our lives is you know we could do no more to break to pieces the gates of brass or cut the bars of iron then what Cyrus could do, a king who had an army. So he had a large and powerful army who possessed great fighting skills, obviously, because they're going to take out the Babylonians. But before them stood the Babylonian gates of brass and bars of iron. So they in Babylon, like we said earlier, is eight gates on the outside, eight gates of bronze. And then in the inner city was a 100 gates of bronze. Like, no, they were all strengthened with silver. So, guys, 100 gates, I'm, as soon as you try to break the walls or break the, you know, break the gates and crumble it, they will attack you. It's too many gates. Like, you know, it's so you're not going to penetrate that, even if you did. You got 100 more, 99 more to go. Like, only so many men could get through. So you guys know what I'm saying. So <laughs> basically, Cyrus may have looked at them and all their depth and width but looking at them would not remove them right and some of us are doing the same thing you know he may have wished you know these walls and these gates to be broken down and cut to pieces but what does wishing do you know (laughs) but wishing would go a very little way towards making them fall down right so there they remain standing before his eyes impenetrable and like so many people are experiencing this exact same situation like we're we're looking for a breakthrough on so many levels. Like it could be, uh, going through unemployment sucks and not being able to find a job, a great paying job on so many levels, right. Or just starting a career. Some people are trying to start a career in in a dream area that they want But every excuse that they always say as to why you don't get the job is you don't have enough experience. Right. Every single time. (laughs) And then broken marriages. Like some people are experiencing marriages that are just at a dark place or has come to shambles and doesn't work anymore, but you want it to, but mm. it's an impossible situation. So some people are in an impossible situation. So, yeah, so we can no more break down our hardness of heart, you know, darkness of mind, our unbelief, than Cyrus could break to pieces the gates of brass in the ancient Babylon. So we can no more uh, subdue the workings of deceitfulness and this desperately wicked heart you know you know what I'm trying to say like change a man's heart or change a person's a uh, uh, change a man's situation to work in your favor right just because it's an obstacle that you're going through that you want to change then the king of Persia could by drawing his sword and cut the bars of iron which strengthened the gates of brass so like Cyrus didn't have to find a way to break those gates of bronze or the bars of iron like this was something that God promised that he would do he said I will go before you and make the crooked path straight right so, God did this for him, right? And so, yeah, so the words that I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron, it speaks of the removal of all hindrances that block up the road that man can't remove, not even King Cyrus, not even a king, right? This is something only God can do, right? So, gates of bronze and right. bars of iron can't keep those who rely on the grace uh, we have in Christ Jesus, right? so the whole point of this video is you know god wants to free us from the things that have us in bondage so how are you in bondage guys and i want to make a promise to you you know the gates of hell can't stand when a person calls on the name of the lord and desires to be set free from bondage so some people think that your situation is inevitable it will never change it will never work out it will never pan out for you i can keep on going but this promise from god in isaiah 45 2 All the verses in Isaiah 45, like God is promising through the story of King Cyrus that he's going to make a way for you. He can do the impossible, right? He can remove anything out of your way to make whatever you need to happen, happen, right? So, yeah, (laughs) that's why I wanted to do the video essentially. (laughs) You want to keep on going, Justin, or are you good? Yeah.
1: Uh, Let's see. Yeah. Hold on. I had a point up. Let me pull it up again. I lost it
0: that's all right i had something else while you try to pull it up um yeah yeah, go so basically, it. yeah basically i'm trying to say you know uh god will restore what the devil has stolen right so it says a lot it, it says in the bible jesus promised to us like you know the devil is like a thief in the night he's coming to steal he comes to steal kill and destroy so it's the same thing. You think the devil wanted King Cyrus to go to Babylon to get through the eight gates on the outside and then the hundred gates on the inside to break them and take over the Babylon so the Israelite people can be free and then eventually go back to uh the holy city where God, the promised land where God is, like Jerusalem? Like you think you think the devil wanted that? Like, no. So God will restore what the devil has stolen. So the Lord further told King Cyrus that. He will be given the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of the secret places. So in the, the next verse in Isaiah 45, verse three, I don't know if you talked about verse, you said five and six, right? You read, yeah. you read that already? Just, yeah. Yeah. All right. yeah. So in Isaiah 45, verse three, it says, and I will give thee, I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which call thee by name him, the god of israel so nebuchadnezzar uh, of babylon have pillaged the temple god's temple in jerusalem no that's a no no guys so in some dark dinky rooms stood all the treasures he has stolen from the temple of the living god right so when god tore down the gates of bronze in the bars of, of iron cyrus uncovered the treasures in babylon's dark secret places and those treasures were restored back to Israel, right? And so that's one of the promises I got for you guys. See how applicable this is for us? Like, what the devil? What has the devil stolen from you? You know, what was once yours is currently a treasure in darkness right now, right? And it's time to get it back. So let me just give you some examples. I want you. What's your situation? What has the devil stolen from you? What hasn't worked out? Is it a marriage? Is it you know unemployment, a career, like just just. Or a career path you want to work out, you know God called you doing, you love it, but you can't seem to, to get it, right? Or a ministry, ministry problems, or dreams that God's placed on your heart to do, like Nehemiah, uh him wanting to, and having, being burdened, feeling a burden in his heart to help the Israelite people who were in Jerusalem, who were in ruins, living in ruins, and anybody could come and steal anything where they were living at because they didn't have any walls protecting them. So, Are those dreams hard to do? Is it it, uh, bars of iron, gates of iron, gates of brass that you're experiencing, bars of iron? Does it feel impossible? Like, you know, it could be your joy. Your joy has been taken away. Because Satan came to steal, kill, and Mm -hmm. and destroy your joy, right? With life circumstances. It could be your health. Like, you used to be so healthy, but now you're not. The devil is alive, man. The enemy has to give it back to you, right? Because... If you have faith in God's word, it's time to get it back. What it's time to get back what the devil has stolen from you, right? You can have it back. Why? Because we got a God who will make the crooked path straight. So I didn't get to say these scripture. I mean these quotes, but here it goes, man. Like these these are so powerful. So whatever crooked or rough place, uh, whatever crooked or rough places you face, whatever exalted places, whatever mountains you are in your way, you know trust God. He will be the one to make. Your way straight, smooth, and level. You know, we serve a God who will make the crooked places straight, make the rough places smooth, level the exalted places, and level the mountains. So, Jesus came to set the captive free in the open prison, uh, open the prison for those who are bound, right? So, open the prison doors for those who are bound. So, God will make the crooked pass, pay pass straight. That's the whole point of this video, right? And that's Isaiah 61, verse 1. Jesus promised that he came in this world to do this. This is why he came, and this is what he's going to do forever and ever and ever until the new Jerusalem comes where he doesn't have to do it anymore because there will be no more pain, no more sorrow, no more death, no more suffering, you name it, guys, no more tears. So Jesus said in Isaiah 61, verse 1, Jesus makes crooked hearts and pass straight. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. This is good news, right? It Does, not give you, does this not give you hope? He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to fix your heart, to mend it. If you're hurting, He can help you. Jesus heals, don't you know? Uh, to proclaim the freedom for the captives. If you're captive right now, and it, you feel like you're in captivity. You feel like you're in bondage. Don't you know Jesus can break every chain? Y'all know that song. You better go listen to it. And to release from darkness for the prison prisoners. Man, if you feel like your life's in darkness, you feel like you're suffering and. You can't see your way out of it, boy. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. You do not have to stay in that prison forever in that jail cell, man. Come on, get out, get out of it, man. You better believe and trust in the Lord and have faith, man. And that's the last. I'll keep on going, Justin. <laughs> like my little, Go ahead. You want to go? Oh, yeah.
1: Sometimes you don't even know you're in a jail cell. Like mm-hmm. um, some jail cells so nice, so gilded, like covered in gold. Like we're too comfortable. We don't want to leave that jail cell and see what God has to offer. There, there are really like angelology and demonology and I'm not going to pretend I know a lot on the topic, but like different spirits that like take over you, like bad spirits. It's like, it's that really take control of you. And one of them is the spirit of reciprocity. And what that base when you're promised a gift, like, a spirit or something is going to worse. But you still think you're getting a gift. Like if I were to hand you $20, which is it out for $10? You think, oh, I got $10. But you just lost like half of what you were going to get. That's that's what happens when we become too comfortable or too apathetic. So the chains or the cage that we've been given is we look around and we think, this is actually pretty, no, what God has to offer. He we don't know like the riches and the treasures to get. Like we like we sometimes has for us the the better things that he has for our life. We have to keep so, we can't become too comfortable where we're at. We can't become compla- complacent. Now Paul that we should be content. And I think there's a difference in that. content means being, like you appreciate what you have. Complacent, though, means, like, if we become too complacent, like, again, we won't see the golds and the treasure he has for us. So we can't be tricked by the bait and switch that the devil and his be, tricked by a spirit of reciprocity. We have to really see what God has intended for us us like, like when it's not the same and i know death, but i think it's so applicable we can't be searching for the, prosperity the world has to offer we have to look, look for the rewards and the prosperity that god has to offer and mentally and emotionally those things are much more powerful
0: yeah man like um the reason why I wanted to do the video, the biggest reason was I was talking with Justin, and I was reading devotionals and like uh, just stuff on Isaiah 45:2 to get a good under, grasp and understanding of God uh, making the crooked path straight, cause that is so deep. Like we read in the other in the other uh, verses in the other uh you know, the other translations of Isaiah 45, 2. That God, it basically said that, you know, I will go, God was promising to level the mountains. You know, God was promising to, uh, to make smooth the rough places, you know, to smooth out the rugged places. And that is so powerful because if your life is feeling rugged, crooked, just out of place, you know, it says a lot. It says a lot about your situation. You know what I mean? And if your situation seems, if you, it, it's everybody faces impossible situations, everybody faces uh, situations that seem inevitable. But we serve a God that specializes. So if you're not experiencing Him, Him specializing and doing the impossible in your life, like for a Christian, you should be experiencing the impossible. God showing Himself and doing miracles in your life. I want a lot. I'm not gonna say on a daily basis because that's not. I don't think that would happen. I mean, but he, he can only take you as far as your faith allows him. As far, yeah, I, I'll leave it at that. So anyways, it's like, mm. like you should have so many testimonies. Like a lot of people stop at their testimony. You know what I mean? Like in Christian life, they stop at just getting God and experiencing him. And then they just sit in the pew all their lives and that's it. Like, But God wants you to experience victory. He wants you to experience mm. uh, you overcoming your situation. God wants to you experience him more than just in the four walls of a church. Just he wants you to experience him more than just through preaching and singing of the gospel or something like that. He's bigger than that. He wants you, he wants you to be experiencing him through your career, through your family, through your marriage, through your children, through your children, children, through your children, children, You <laughs> keep on going. God, he wants you to he wants you to experience him through your bank account. I don't even go that far. He wants you to experience him, uh he wants you to experience him through your health, right? I can keep on going. So a lot of times people miss out on seeing God because they don't think he can they think he's limited or something. Or I'm not I don't want God in that area, right? And so in the Christian life, man, you should be experiencing victory. You should be experiencing a life of overcoming adversity on top of adversity and obstacle on top of obstacle. Like if you're still in the same situation that you were in, Muhammad Ali kind of said it. He said when if a 50 year old acts like they're 20, that means they wasted 30 years of their life. And I'm gonna flip that. So basically, yeah. if you're 70 years old and you're still in the same spiritual level, spiritual position, same relationship, you have the same relationship with God as you did when you were 12. That's pathetic. And, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like you should Problem. be, you should be growing in your faith, right? You should be exercising your faith. That is so powerful. Exercise, guy. A lot of people don't exercise, so they don't understand. They're not athletes, but you got to keep on working a muscle to grow a muscle. Yeah. You want to know why you don't get abs? Cause you don't do no abs. And not only that, you gotta burn fat. Yeah. So like, it's a two way street. You gotta burn fat. You can You got And then on top of that, as you get even bigger and older, like your metabolism changes. I don't know anything about metabolism, but all I know is it's easier to gain fat. So uh, if you don't exercise continually, consistently, nothing's gonna change. So, same thing with faith. Like if you don't continually pray about something. What do you think is going to happen? It's just going to miraculously happen? Like, no, apparently you don't want God to work in a way to make your path straight or to do something for you because you stopped praying. You gave up. Or you just, that shows what you really believe in. If you continually beg and talk to God about something, don't you think he's going to do something for you? Which is a promise. It's, uh, Jesus told a parable about us. well, he told a story about a, a unjust, uh unjust lawyer. Yeah, it's just a few stories. I'm not even going to talk about that one. Let me talk about the one about the uh, evil human being, he said, uh, if an evil human being had he, he has a child, right? And his child asks him for bread, is he gonna give him a stone? If an evil human being has a child and his child asks for fish, is he gonna give him a snake? He said, even an evil person on earth treats their child good, right? Or gives them the child what is neat, what he needs. Now, all evil people like that, no, but. <laughs> The whole point is, if an evil person can do that, if a person who doesn't have a heart for God, who doesn't love God, doesn't show never any love, if they can do that, what do you think a loving King and gracious Father, who knows everything you need, will do for you if you just ask, and then you ask consistently? The parable of the persistent woman the unjust judge. I'll say that for another time. But basically, guys, are you, you living? Your, does your life feel crooked, and do, does your life feel like uh, it's rugged and rough? and it's smooth, like a lot of people have a smooth life and smooth means that means a lot of stuff smooth means peaceful smooth means smooth sailing like even though adversity and suffering and circumstances come which it will that's a promise in the bible <laughs> you're still experiencing god leveling the playing field even when you're going through spiritual warfare which is isaiah's i mean uh, ephesians chapter six you know your battle isn't against flesh or blood. It's against principalities, against evil rulers, against evildoers, against... Come on, guys. You guys get the visual. Like, you can't do anything against those type of powers. You're going to fight them with your fist? You're going to talk bad about them? Like, no, it takes persistence. It takes putting your foot down, standing firm in your faith, and fighting the good fight of faith. Paul said that. You know, I fought the good fight of faith. You got to fight in the spiritual life, man. You got to... You got to fight for experiencing in heaven here on earth if you want to see God smash down the gates of bronze and cut through the, the bars of iron. You got to fight. You think King size didn't have to fight to get down the eight gates outside the city of Babylon and then the 100 gates inside the city? How did it fall down? How did it break down? How did he take them captive? I don't even know. I just know. I just know God had to do that, guys. It's 100 gates inside the city. That is mind-boggling to me. How do you even get that? We don't even got that here in Tennessee. What, <laughs> what are we going to do with Russia and them? Like, I mean, you get what I'm saying, man. But I, I love this lesson so much. <laughs> you got anything else, Justin?
1: No, I think that's all I got. It's just like, like, man, I just, just like the front of everything is we have to depend on God. Like, every, everything we talked about so far, like the breaking, breaking down the gates, breaking down the iron bars, finding victory. It all started leading us into this. We can't think that we're going to do this in our own power. We can't provide it. It all leads back to God.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I told you before, guys, that the gates of bronze symbolize uh, God's judgment and God's wrath. And one of the ways we experience that is just from sin right we're going to experience that anyways because th- that's what the world is it's just a sinful world but also we can experience that if we're sinning ourselves and putting ourselves in those situations so the more you sin the more you do something the worse your situation is going to get and i'm a, i'm experiencing that now like we all have a sin that entices us like crazy everybody they all got one
1: yeah.
0: eventually actually we got many and when you i, I told justin before when you come to christ there's always that one sin that's whatever the biggest one I feel like God gets rid of because you have to humble yourself and submit to God in order to even experience the spirit coming upon you. Like that's just, that's just my experience. But I feel like most Christians are like that. So anyways, um, you guys get what I'm saying? Like, um, I what I was talking about, but <laughs> just from breaking that down, but basically guys like God, we need God to clean up what we messed up. Like, Even though you got rid oh that's what I was trying to say, even though that one sin, which is your biggest sin that you got rid of, you you struggle in a lot of areas. You need help in a lot of areas. And as you get older, man, come on now. As you get older and the more you're successful and stuff like that, the, the more the when you when you're leveling up different devil, I mean different levels cost for different devils, right? So and as you're obeying God, the more you serve him and you're experiencing him, uh and the more you're obeying him, the more people and the more you, yeah, the more you're obeying him, the more enemies of Satan come your way to try to dethrone you, to try to steal, kill and destroy everything God's giving you from your faithfulness and stuff like that. Right. So what I'm trying to say is my last few points I want to make is God cleans up our messes and we make a mess of things. But God restores things to the way that they should be. So if you are living a rugged life, crooked life, crooked, if you, if you have a crooked life. That means you're hiding stuff from people and you're doing things you shouldn't be doing. God can help you to level up to, to, to smooth that path because it's only going to lead you down a road where you're in bondage. And you're just allowing the metal of the bars of iron to be strengthened even more by your continual black back, black backsliding and continual disobedience. You guys get what I'm saying, right? So my last quote is, don't blame God for the mess you made. It's not God's fault right it's obviously yours right so (laughs) the grace of god is available unto you all you got to do is hand him the mop in a bucket and he'll clean it up that's what god loves to do so god will make those crooked paths straight in your life and all you gotta do is come to him all you gotta do is ask him for help all you gotta do is have faith that he can do it because he will you think it took a day for him to answer king cyrus prayer of breaking through eight gates outside the kingdom of Babylon and then a hundred gates inside the city. Are you kidding me guys? You see that visual? That is mind-boggling me Justin I just just don't understand. How is that big? I I don't (laughs) So alright guys you guys get it man. So that's the video. I pray you guys enjoyed it and if you did you know where to find us man, so let me go ahead and go to uh, My social media pages guys. I have the best social media pages ever. I mean Justin's are good, too I I feel like you you probably like Sean. What about mine? like (laughs) But anyways, here go my social media page, you know the drill. Subscribe, comment, like, share all my content. I have the best Instagram, Twitter, page, you know, TikTok, all that stuff. I have the best ever. So just check it out, guys. All right, and then also uh my YouTube channel right here. I told you that you need to watch this bill cuz it ties in with what we just talked about today on my YouTube channel. We when we broke down Isaiah 49 verse 11 through 12. All right, and then this is from my playlist verses of the day. So if you want to if you want to listen to more Bible verses like this and us breaking it down, check that out as well. And then we got uh Justin's YouTube channel as well, chaplain's logs. So subscribe to his YouTube channel. Make sure to comment on all our videos, share all our videos, watch it all the way through, and turn on post notification anytime we upload another video to one of our YouTube channels as well. And then this is his Facebook page, uh Justin Lee Howe. He just got married on Saturday, July 9th, 6th. Nineteen. I
1: thought
0: I had, it, but I didn't. I don't hey. think it's Nineteen. What you say? Yeah, sixteen. He got it. Dang it! I knew it was sixteen. <laughs> I was like, I always say nineteenth, but I think it's sixteen. All right. So he got married on July 16, thousand twenty-two. So you can tell him congratulations to him and his beautiful wife, Yao. All right. But guys, you get it. Thanks for tuning in, especially if you watched all the way through. On Facebook, you guys didn't get to watch the whole video, so go to my YouTube channel. Upload past crossroads you know right here to watch the whole video all the way through. All right? So, all right, so if you watch if you're still watching now, you guys rocked you watched the video all the way through. Make sure to share it with other people. All right. And we'll see a, we'll see you again for another video soon, lord willing, prayerfully. All right. You guys have a good rest of your week and make I pray that you have victory over all the things that's holding you bondage and God keeps on showing uh showing how he operates by doing the impossible all the time. Anytime you feel like mm-hmm. You're in bondage and hell captive. All right. Amen. All right. Talk to you guys later. Peace.